You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 5, Episodes 5 and 6, Life of the Party, and the Cautionary Tale of Numero Cinco. Lauren works around the clock to throw the ultimate Halloween party and unleashes his dark side. And, questioning his own role as a champion, Angel tracks down a retired hero to help defeat an Aztec demon. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge of Whipperman Heart. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angel's a vampire and this is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight, so Kim S.O.D. My name is Robin. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Nuke Jazz. Hey! <laughs> Stephanie is somewhere in purgatory. Yes. But she will she will she will meet with us when she meets the others. When? She had her internet removed. Yes. <laughs> so we've been trying to start this show for forty minutes, mm-hmm. guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's okay because we're only gonna talk for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at your podcast timers and you're like, wow, they said nothing. So Anyway, so we're going to wrap up uh, feedback. <laughs> Wait, okay. Uh, well, actually, uh, did want to tell, tell everybody uh, uh, Steph is just has no internet, so that's why she's not here with us. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping she'll be able to jump back in uh, sometime during mm-hmm. the show, in which we will probably inevitably uh, repeat all the Recap information again. <laughs> that we've already said. So, you know, podcast, yeah. Um, okay, so – oh. My first note is um, uh, happy early birthday, Nuches. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it just came up on my calendar. I was like, hey, I oh. should say happy birthday to her. <laughs> how, how, how does he know that? Yes, yes. Google knows everything. It's not a special uh-huh. birthday. Last year was a milestone. So now it's just meh. But yes, it's always special. Thank you. Well, hopefully you'll be the life of the party because that's the first episode we're talking about. I like how you did that. That was amazing. <laughs> you, do you beautiful, make, do you make, beautiful segue? Angel does something blue. Oh, uh, did he just <laughs> blew himself? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, this one is written by Bed Edland, and um, yeah, so. Uh, I guess first impressions, Kim. This is the the one where uh, Lauren throws a Halloween party. Um, my first uh, 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 of the entire episode. Uh, Just the, yeah. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked the last five percent of it. <laughs> the, every everything leading up to, and I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Was just like, what the. F- <laughs> am I watching? I'm like, I don't get any of this. Like everything sounded off. Like the music sounded off. Uh The, the editing sounded off. Like, you know, like everything just sounded like uh, they didn't even know what the purpose of the episode was. (laughs) Like everything was just a mishmash. And then, uh, then finally it was like, okay, now I understand what they're doing. It just took them too long to get to that understanding point. 
And I was just, I was mentally checked out. So I had to watch the end of the last little bit again. I'm like, okay, this is what I need. Oh, you had to watch the last little bit of Life at the Party? Uh, both, actually, oh. both, to be honest. <laughs> you're like but, halfway through both episodes, you're like, eh. <laughs> well, the first, the the Life of the Party one, I kept getting distracted because I could give a shit about what was happening because it was just so, it was it felt random and all over the place. I'm, I kept saying, what are you doing? Where are we going? <laughs> and it sucks because I really enjoy Lauren and the fact that his, like he got his, like this is like his episode. And I'm like, why does his episode have to suck so hard? Mm. And then um, at the uh, toward the end, I'm like, okay, okay. But then leading up to it, I had no idea what was happening, so I had to rewind it a little bit. And then I just didn't care about, <laughs> about, about what happened. Sorry, guys, I'm not going to be very enthusiastic <laughs> this, this episode. I laugh. I laugh because I did not realize that people didn't like this episode until I started seeing feedback. This is going to be my beer bad episode in the sense that I love it and everybody else hates it. I know. I, I It's awesome. And the reason why everything is off is this is all like Lorne style. It's supposed. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, it just felt disjointed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, again, I. It was. I think it was done purposely. That was the choice, but it was just. It was too jarring for me. It didn't me work for you. It didn't work because the again the music felt off. Everything just felt like it felt like they were acting, um, or, or the it, when they edited it afterward, the music didn't fit. Like the musical cues just weren't. I don't know. Hmm. I, everything just felt a little off. And again, if it was done purposely, then okay, you nailed it. But if not, I'm like, this is really bad. Now I want to know what songs you heard because I wouldn't be surprised if the DVDs you have has the wrong music. You know what? That's true. I was I was thinking about that as well because um, they could have been a copyright on um, this DVD because they know how they change the music and yeah. and, and stuff. So maybe that's why it felt super off. But anyway, I don't think I've um, had that experience with my DVDs, and I think I probably have the I, same I as you. I normally don't for Buffy yeah, and Buffy Angel because like the WB was putting it out, and they had that whole music thing. But this yeah. is a later season, and I know that that became a problem for other WB shows at ah, that time. Okay. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if uh, some of the DVDs don't have the right music. Yeah, it's like you know um, when they change the music and they're they're just dancing to a different beat. <laughs> just yeah, like I that. think that's more that's like what, that. Yeah, and like they added the music later. That's what it just felt later. like. Mm. And I, and I, I don't mean the actual physical dancing. I mean just yeah. like from scene to scene, mm-hmm. and and it was just a little off, but. Um, but uh, yeah, I, Lauren is probably w- one of my favorite, if not my favorite character in Angel, because I, I think he's amazing. And yeah. I was so excited that the episode was going to be about him, but I was just really disappointed because I'm like, oh, I wanted more of, <laughs> of uh, a, a, I wanted a better episode for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do have that. I really enjoyed that Andy Hallett got to really show off in this episode yeah. because he has a full range that he's doing throughout the episode. Completely, because we're used to him being like, you know, the one-liners, the quick <laughs> here and there, and you, like, I really enjoyed when he was struggling with the, the mirror scene. Oh my god, that, like, oh, that's my go. favorite scene <laughs> of the whole thing is, yeah. is the mirror scene. And I wanted more of that. I really did. It's a little bit of a clue of what's going to happen later. 
Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I will say though, because, and I know that that's episode specific, but because of that scene in my head, Lauren can always talk to his subconscious in the mirror. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of those episodes that, yeah, I, I, I felt it was a little shaky myself, but I, I, I had some fun with it. I think this is going to be one of those episodes we're going to go through, um, go through it and, uh, we're going to laugh a lot remembering certain things, but overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I will say, by the way, this was not my first choice. Okay. But people had taken <laughs> smile time <laughs> and they had already taken why we fight and a bunch of the other ones. Uh-huh. But then I was like, oh, wait. So you're saying those episodes like are good? Or? Yeah. Oh. Opinion spoilers. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. I don't mind. Honestly, I don't mind opinion spoilers. I do. I'm very protective. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the other thing is, Robin. I love this episode. She hates it. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Don't matter. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I'm getting a message from Steph. Steph loved it. So Kim, sorry. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. All right, let's let's go through this episode. Okay, so we we start off with a, a little bit of disco intro with Lauren on different flip phones, and I don't know if either of you noticed, but he's pitching a very familiar show, Firefly. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, just so you know, I, what's what's a Firefly? Uh, if you keep that I'm up, kidding. it's going to be the next thing we talk about. Uh, oh my god, please! Firefly, what was it? I forget the intro cast and the name of the intro cast for Firefly, but they never finished. They didn't. Oh, <laughs> no, that's a, that would be such an easy show to finish. <laughs> like it's so short. I know. <laughs> uh, by the way, we do quotes here like anytime we want yep. now. Okay. Oh, I wasn't sure if you. So uh, I have no been worries, listening. guys. Um, I have none. Lorny <laughs> tunes. I, I, That's in the opening sequence. I have the quote here. Uh, it says, "It'll be fabulous." Believe me, Jerry. Yes, it's grapes of wrath in outer space. Uh, it's got heart. Yes, it's got laser battles. It's got a timely message of interstellar poverty. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, Ben Edlund, who wrote this episode, was one of the staff writers on Firefly. So. Kind of a- yeah, and this is was Firefly on at the same time, or did it end? It had before already been canceled. Aired? It oh, had okay. already been canceled, and Knox oh. was on Firefly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's the connection. He's one of the very few that have bridged like all three of those shows. So yeah, he's a Joss Whedon hat trick. Nice. Not sure if he's um, on Dollhouse. I like that he uses like his friend actors. I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Just when like JJ Abrams. Yeah, I was going to say I like when creators have kind of a pool that they go back to because mm-hmm. they end up having really good chemistry. Yes. Uh Harmony warns Lauren that Angel's in a mood, but Angel march- marches in covered in demon blood, which looks like a bunch of <laughs> snot. It's really nasty. Uh Lauren, okay, so Lauren I think he killed burns. a floral demon. <laughs> Lauren talks to himself in the mirror and then tells himself, his, you know, his mirror image is telling him to pull it together. And then he tells his mirror image to shut up and smashes the mirror, which I do every morning. Uh, <laughs> but then mirror Lauren starts singing for him, um, which is the song is uh, Thelma Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly Lauren is back on the phone, strutting the halls, going to the Angels theme. What a weird intro. <laughs> I love that intro because it's so weird. It's, it's it, it reminds me of like a Vegas show, yeah. you know, 
he's the guy behind the scenes and he's the MC constantly putting out the, you know, you're watching him go behind the curtain and back on stage and behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know. I'm the odd one out. <laughs> <laughs> I just was, uh, yeah, it's, you know, here's this dark vampire show uh, starting off with the uh, Vegas intro, but mm-hmm. um, no, it was fun. Um, so Angel uh, finds Eve after his shower and she's wondering if he needs a little release. Ugh. I need, they need to stop because they're making my stomach turn with these two. I just hate her. <laughs> I don't enjoy this at all. I, again, it's like a forced. Yeah, they're both beautiful, so it's a forced, um, forced romance or forced attraction. I think they. Oh, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll see later on where I'm like, like oh, barf. Uh, yeah. On the elevator, Eve tells him that he's bottling things up, and he says, "I don't bottle." <laughs> uh, it's <a> classic <laughs> angel. Uh, adult elevator door is open and he uh, punches a giant skull that's standing there. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren's pulling the other Halloween party and gets pissed when Angel doesn't care about the people attending. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the since the boss caught, got covered in uh, demon snot because of this faulty grenade, Wesley is arguing with Fred and Knox about was it the tech or was it the, the, the spell work? And uh, Wesley uh-huh. is getting very disgusted by Knox and Fred. And they're flirting. <laughs> they got their flirt on. I'm so uninterested. I don't believe any chemistry between the two of them either. Uh, Again, it's for like anytime yeah. it's forced. I'm like, peace out. Like honestly, uh, yeah. Because um, it was like I felt it was like that way at the beginning with with Cordelia and Angel at the beginning of this series. Yeah. Uh, but then I was just like I was all in on that relationship. So it ended up <laughs> developing really well because they took their time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it just it, when they force it, it just feels like you're a boy, you're a girl. We must be interested in each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even <laughs> even the scenes with Fred and Spike, I'm just like. Okay, I get it, but are they are they forcing it? I don't know. Anyways, let's let's keep going. Sorry, Robin, yeah. I keep derailing Mar- you. Please, this is all about the opinions, not my synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could read a synopsis online. Uh, yeah. Marsters, <laughs> they want uh, the flavor text. I have to say, Marsters can uh, just cause chemistry with anybody he walks on screen with. I mean, e- I even agree. Riley. Uh, I don't agree, uh, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Lauren gets stressed out when Wesley and Fred say they're probably not going to show up, and Knox is Knox starts l- raving about last year's party, which is uh, kind of a goof. I think uh, they weren't really so, thinking about. Yeah, this. I started noticing that everybody was talking about the party last year, and Lila said everybody was killed, even the janitors, even the people who were <laughs> off sick. Yep. But we know Harmony was working for Wolf- Wolfram and Hart before this. Like when she, when we last saw her, she went and worked for Wolfram and Hart, right? Right. And then in the next episode, skipping ahead, we find out that that guy's been working for Wolfram and Hart since his brothers died. That was the other. I was going to point that out as well. So Mm -hmm. I think the goof is in Lila. Now, some people have said maybe it was just the L.A. office and everybody else was in like, you know, other branches and like maybe Harmony was sent to San Diego or something. Uh, I don't think it matters at all. No. <laughs> don't understand. This has to be perfectly. The continuity has got to line up perfectly. The beast killed uh, everybody. Direct sunlight. 
in direct if people sunlight. are dissecting the show this much, they have <laughs> they, they need bigger university problems. Lila this, said, okay? not just in the office, everybody, field ops, liaisons, people out sick that day. She was worried that yeah. she was going to get killed. Anyway. Yep. Have you noticed in the last, in these two episodes, they really drive home the Wolf, Rem, and Hart, like the sign whenever uh, scenes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that you know the name of the place. Oh my God. I remember when I stood outside that building on my LA vacation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh my God. Where's the elevator? <laughs> Isn't it Sony headquarters or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a cool looking building, but yeah, I was just looking around yeah. for the giant Wolfram and Hart sign to be sitting there, you know. But I was just like, okay, we get it, we know that they're at the law <laughs> firm, but maybe people who are just jumping in on the show That's don't. Right. Like, I didn't know that Wolfram and Hart. I thought it was Wolfram and Hart, like one name. I didn't know it was <laughs> it's Wolfram, and Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. So yeah, like that, that's name, how I always yeah. thought it was when I was watching it. Um, it's not till you start to see it written out that you realize, wait, it's always been Wolf Ram. Like I thought Wolf yeah. Ram was the, the first name. So did I. Well, it's Wolf. I totally thought the same. And then and and then Hart. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought Wolf Ram was a last name. Yeah, so it was Wolf Ram yeah. and Hart, not with the commas. Yes, agreed. I don't think Oxford there, comma. It's important. I don't think there are commas okay. though. I always thought it was Wolfram, and then the and symbol, and then heart. H a r t. But is this supposed to be? I mean, it's a wolf, a ram, yeah, and a heart. Yeah, exactly. Ram heart. Yeah. Yes, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, you know, it's a lawyerly uh, name for yes. a law office. Yeah. But it's hiding the whole creepy wolf, ram, and heart. But like. On their yes. business, where's the business card? I gotta find it. But on the business card, it like really spells it out. Yes. It also says attorneys at law, which with an apostrophe S, <laughs> which <laughs> immediately drew my eyes. <laughs> anyway, that's a Doom Rosinko. Uh, while you're looking for that, I'll, I'll just continue. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, Lauren goes to see Gunn. He says he needs his help, and he, and he, and he instruction instructs him to stake out your territory. Uh, and then uh, we're skip it ahead. We got Spike reminding us how lame Halloween is to respectable vampires, which I love that bit of continuity. Like <laughs> that was hilarious. Spike's yeah. still not into it. Um, Gunn says the party's good for image, and Eve says it's good for morale. And Harmony tells Angel that everybody thinks he sucks. So, um, yeah, he's he's got to get into this hole. I'm surprised you didn't quote Spike there. Oh, oh, I believe I probably have it in my quotes. Oh, okay. Because it's like I have quotes in my uh, summary, but I also have like here's the ones we missed. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> do you have Do you have the quote there? Uh no, I don't think so because I said Robin will write this down. <laughs> Uh, well, I just okay. in in my day, no self-respecting creature of the night went out on All Hallows, Hallows Eve. We left that to the posers, the blighters, who had to dress up and try to be scary. Yeah. That's my great Spike impression coming out again. Uh, Is that what that was? It's uncanny. So amazing. <laughs> you have to put the right emphasis on the. Right. <laughs> All right, so Angel and Lauren go to talk to you. Archduke Sebastis and his little uh, his little rent boy, uh. <laughs> his, his weird his weird pet. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, Lauren's influence had already begun because Gunn wasn't feeling it, and mm-hmm. then he tells 
he tells Gunn to convince Angel. And then Gunn's like, all right, let's do it. I'm into this party. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just picked up the stake out your territory part because of the obvious. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And just like when he goes to um, uh, the, the Wesley and, and Fred and Knox, and he convinces that Wesley and, and Fred to go to the party and convinces Knox, who was planning on going to the party, to work all night. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> And for Angel to go to uh, Sebastis on the way on the way over, he yep. says, "You just kind of smile and try not to rip anybody apart, okay?" <laughs> Which he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Lauren drinks blood. Oh yeah. Uh, that was gross. Because <laughs> Sebastian says we're all blood drinkers here, and then Lauren's holding a cup of Demon Boy's blood, and then he drinks it. Yeah. That's new. Uh, I guess I way, guess if you hand it in the right glass to Lauren, he'll drink anything. <laughs> the quote is, you taste great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a little cork in his arm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sebastian agrees to go. I'm not sure if Lauren told him something that makes him – doesn't say anything in my notes here. Uh, but Sebastian does uh, uh, not trust Angel, and he tells his men to – we got to bring some weapons. So the party started. Thelma's pumping on the, on the stereo. And I love just the image of Harmony dancing by herself on the floor. Like, oh, whatever. I'm, along, I'm getting down. Just, like, it's the best. I, of course, Harmony is the girl that is the only one dancing at every party. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're getting paid for this. Harmony is such... <laughs> When I when I see her, when I hear her, when I look at her clothes, everything it just screams to me the late nineties, <laughs> early two yes. thousands. Yes. And I'm like, oh my like her clothes, that pink top she was wearing with the little bedazzles on it. I'm like, oh and, my and god. And the scoopy? Yes. The scoopiness of the top, yeah. Uh, I'm like, this is so great. <laughs> Watching her dance alone made me think of her singing Greatest Love. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, she's the best. I love Harmony. Yeah. <laughs> she's so much fun. Uh, so we have uh, some demon. I forget what his name is, but he comes in dressed as a human, <laughs> argyle sweater, and uh, is that mask? <laughs> <laughs> and then L- what, Lauren tells what was it? My my uh, first he goes my my child's an honor student. <laughs> That's right. My other car's a Lamborghini. That's what yes. he knows of you, bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Lauren tells Wallflowers, uh, Wesley, and Fred to get drunk and get into the spirit of things. Uh-huh. They do. Then he walks in on Angel, who is uh, busy brooding. Actually, he's watching hockey because uh, he's played by David Boreanaz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which makes Lauren nearly lose his shit. Like. <laughs> Um. So, uh, back on the dance floor, Spike refuses to dance with Harmony, and so Lauren tells him to be more positive. <laughs> and uh, okay, Sebastian comes in with his men, and uh, Lauren tells Angel to be nice, and the henchman reveals that he is wearing Pilean. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> it was so gross, but so awesome. <laughs> Eddie. Props department. I mean, like, they were totally matching that to Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> yes, his skin. It was great. Uh, 
and um, Angel's. I love I love awkward Angel, <laughs> and just telling Sebastian <laughs> how awesome he looks. <laughs> uh, I will say Sebastian and his whole clan there. I I love the the character design on all of that. Mm-hmm. It's they're very cohesive. We don't have to get into the mythology. It's just. This is what they are. They're a demon royalty and uh-huh. deal with it. And I just, I love it. Yeah. It's awful, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Fred and Wesley are already drunk and they're walking around and Harmony wards them uh, that somebody peed nearby. <laughs> is, is it just me or are they more high than drunk? <laughs> I don't know what they were doing on set, but uh, <laughs> um, I think it's very hard. It's very hard to play drunk, like mm-hmm. to act drunk, because when you act drunk, you come off silly. Yeah. But the best way to act drunk is to try to be sober, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I try so hard to be sober. <laughs> That's what makes being drunk funny. <laughs> but they were just like slurring their words and over the top and I was like, oh, whatever. Mm. I will get say, the gist. The best drunk acting ever is Mr. Leahy in, in the Trailer Park Boys and I can never, every time I see somebody try to be drunk on TV, I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know? Because <laughs> it just, it looks so off, like you said, like it, mm-hmm. it looks like acting. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, it's like I've watched these people for so long that, you know, here I am like so many years after watching them for the first time and just thinking about, you know, Alexis Denisoff and Amy Acker just la- having a fun time doing all this stuff yeah. and how just ridiculous some of their stuff is, especially later. But um, I don't know. It's, I think it's hilarious. Uh uh, so Lauren tells Gunn that uh, he had his sleep removed, and Gunn, of course, who had his brain altered, is super psyched that you can do this as well. So, mm-hmm. okay, when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, how do I get that?" Yeah, <laughs> really, because like, really, mm-hmm. if I didn't have to sleep, I'd get so much more done. Well, like anybody, Ugh, yeah. I'd watch so many movies. <sighs> yeah. But when I learned that Lauren didn't sleep, I'm like, "Okay, now I get it." <laughs> <laughs> I get why he's acting so off, and then um, I I didn't I didn't get it was a spell, but um, I was like, okay, I get I get why he's acting that way, and then why the hell is everybody else acting so ridiculous? Uh, so then we cut to Sebastus's boy rubbing his hands over some office shrubbery, and he sniffs his hands, and he says, "Pee pee." <laughs> Uh. <laughs> no, it's it's the little details is why I like this. <laughs> oh God. Uh let's see. Uh even Angel are arguing and Lauren tells them to get a room. And of so course they do. <laughs> and they do. Uh that actually was amusing, by the way. Because <laughs> it, it was. actually was forced. <laughs> it was. Uh, and even when he, he when he brought the pillow up, I yes. was dying. I was like, "That okay? The episode is worth all of this." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I also have love the whole like, do you even have a last name? Do you? Do you? <laughs> yes. Well, they kind of play that uh, up to that in the next episode as well, because when Angel was signing the contracts and the stuff. 
they stopped right before he went to his last name. It just oh, was yeah. like Angel. <laughs> he didn't do anything else. And I was like, okay, is this going to be yeah. a running gag? We never learn his last name ever. Not that it matters. But he has a last name. Liam did. Liam did, but not Angel. Oh, how much did you love skipping back when Sebastian is like, I'm more a fan of Angelus. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone in the audience is like, "Yeah, me too." Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so we go to the bathroom, and the archduke, archduke's lieutenant, or whatever his name is, uh, the henchman there. All of a sudden, somebody bashes on the. I love this occupado, and then <laughs> just smashes in. Ah! And then we we go to a party, and there's even a conga line going on. And Fred drunkenly challenges one of Sebastus's men to a fight. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, that's what little drunk girls do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. Whenever we go out, the littlest one is the one who's the instigator. And I'm like, guess who's going to have to clean all of this up? <laughs> uh, Wesley and Fred are very confused about how the hell they got so drunk. And uh, they ask Gunn about it. And Gunn just starts peeing on Wesley's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run into a spike who's super positive And they come to the conclusion, oh, this must be a spell. <laughs> Something's wrong. Definitely. I I don't know what the reference is for this, but I think I got this out of the Buffy wiki and it just had a note that said gun urinating in angel's office is based on an actual, actual incident among Buffy, the vampire slayer crew members. And it didn't get any oh, more right. specifics than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that story came from, but I'd love to hear it. If anybody listening knows it. <laughs> That's oh, <my>. interesting. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they find angel and Eve humping. Um, and they all realize they've been doing what Lauren said. And this is what happens when you take sleep away from an empath demon. <laughs> so Lauren made gun pee everywhere? God, I hope so. <laughs> um, and then Angel, so Angel tells Wesley and Fred to go find Lauren's sleep. And then he just goes back to having sex with Eve. <laughs> which I thought you, was do that, you do that. You do that. And let's just go back to sex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I would do the same. <laughs> but then Sebastus finds his uh, henchman's mangled body and he goes and uh, pulls Angel out of there. And uh, and then they find Argyle there dead on the buffet table. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get this nice scene between Fred and Wesley talking about, oh, let's be better friends than we are now. Confidence. Confiding confidentially. <laughs> <laughs> and Wesley is getting more and more excited about this And then she asks him what he thinks of Knox Which is the worst question You can ever get from a girl you're interested in Yeah And, and, and substitute whatever name for Knox But Knox would definitely be mm-hmm. really insulting um, Or upsetting rather <laughs> So like did Fred ever know That Wesley had a thing for her? Think so. She must have. Like, but they never quite addressed it. Like he he quarreled with Gun, yeah, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of jealousy there, but he never came out and said, "I'm interested in you." No, mm. well, that's the sexual tension part. Mm. I I I just kind of I'm like, well, the reason why she doesn't think you're she's not interested in you <laughs> is because you've never said you were interested <laughs> in her, and you've been friends for four years. 
Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish it's it... one of those the uh, the audience knows, but sh- the character doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. I wish it hasn't taken ten years to watch this series, or else I'd be able to like immediately remember back to the last time anything. But you know, if you're <laughs> sure, I, for some reason I'm thinking that they might have had a conversation. Maybe not. I don't Maybe. know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Then it. again, if Connor was in the room, they probably can't remember it all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That comes up next episode. Mm. Yes. I actually remembered that. I was like, oh, okay. So uh, all okay. of a sudden, okay, so Lauren can't read destinies. He can write them. And without his sleep, his subconscious can manifest, they find out. So the Lauren Hulk uh, shows yes. up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why, why, why could it not have been played by Lou Ferrigno? Oh. <laughs> that would have been awesome. A little, I'm sure he did. on the nose. He would have done it. <laughs> Spike. Oh, come on. They're going so over the top. You might as well go all the way. <laughs> Spike thinks he has one bitch in big suit. <laughs> <laughs> so Angel fights the Lauren Hulk. And my favorite is Fred and Wesley drunkenly trying to make their way back to the party, standing in front of the elevator, and then all of a sudden realize they didn't push, push the button. And then went like... That's why I think <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when the elevator doors open, they're facing the wrong way. <laughs> so what I loved about when the Hulk showed up is Sebastian is there and his little demon slave is there and the demon slave sees what's happening and just frees himself and runs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought didn't even that, notice that, that was so it was so cool. It was and just so quick because all he did was yank the chain. The chain broke and he ran. Oh, man. <laughs> Which means the chain was just for show. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fred shoots Lauren in the head, <laughs> putting him to sleep. And yep. Lauren Hulk uh, suddenly doesn't feel so good. Mm-hmm. And he explodes into dust. No, he explodes into confetti. <laughs> oh, that's confetti. right. <laughs> a puff of blue smoke that's what my notes say but yeah but it's it's actually like blue confetti cool. <laughs> which is so uh Knox finds Fred he's fixed the grenade Fred missed him they decide to go out for a drink <laughs> Angel tries to talk about last night with Eve and she says it's not the first time she's had sex under mystical influence uh, and she has this face on her, and then she turns away and walks away, and she's she's looking pretty pissed, I think. Uh, yeah, you know, as one would be, because mm-hmm. that's a violation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not thinking that she's very interested in Angel as much as she likes to tease him. No, I don't think she's interested in him mm-hmm. at all, or at least no. that was my perception at the time. Uh, Angel talks to Gunn about how Wolfram and Hart is trying to change them, and Gunn warns him about sitting in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Lauren uh, in his sleep apologizing to Angel and saying it's hard to be the host of the party. And then the episode ends just as strangely as it begins. <laughs> um, yes. But of course, you also have Spike. You pissed in the big man's chair. That's fantastic. <laughs> Spike, can you please turn off the warm and fuzzy? What? I learned think wore off. No, I just think that's bloody fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think without Spike, this season, especially at this part of the season, would be a lot more difficult to watch. Really? I love his wisecracks. Mm-hmm. He, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
And so by having him there, he's the Anya. Yeah. Yeah, he's also the Cordelia because she used to do yeah. the one-liners before. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you have this conceit of everybody has signed up for this, and they're trying to just get kind of keep their head down and try yeah. to figure out a way get to fight the it. good fight. And meanwhile, you just got this peanut gallery. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so why don't we give our final impressions of this episode and rate it? We'll start with our guests. I give it 9 out of 10 Woo. up with people spikes. Wow. I told you, I love it. I have no shame. <laughs> I also love beer bad. And the pack. <laughs> I love those too. More. Uh, can- <laughs> <laughs> I While watching this, I hated every moment until they all figured out what was going on. So... I was I was going to give it a four, but I I raised it to a six after watching the last scene. So I'm going to give it um, shoot a six out of ten. <laughs> What's your rating system? I don't have a clever rating. I don't have a clever Come rating system. Oh, I'm so tired. I can't. Not even um, like six out of ten pee pee puddles. No, because that's <laughs> lame. Just like this episode. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Six out of ten, um, uh, really bad Halloween parties. I don't know. I can't. I can't. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Just like move on to the next episodes. How about that? Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, for me. It's uh, uh, kind of filler material. Just nothing really mm-hmm. that great. But the Halloween party itself, I have a blast at. I have so much fun. Positive yeah. Spike, uh, Wesley and Fred drunk, gun, just the funniness of gun peeing everywhere. So, so freaking funny. Yeah, because it was funny, but it was also completely, for me, ridiculous. Yeah. Just like, I'm like, this is so dumb. I, just, I don't like what's happening here. And again, I don't like the tone of the new show, so I'm still getting used to that mm-hmm. as well. So it just was like, I hate this. I hate what you did to my friends. <laughs> and I just don't like this show. So, All yeah. Right. Well, my rating system is six out of ten as well. Uh, Lorny oh. Tunes. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we'll get Steph's rating eventually, but right now it's holding at seven. All righty. Let's do some quotes. Kim? Zero. <laughs> I hated this episode. <laughs> there, yeah, there are, some, there are some little quips here and there, but nothing that is write downable worthy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry I'm being a party pooper, but I I I want to move on from this. <laughs> All right. What to <laughs> Wait till we got to Cinco. <laughs> we'll just get back we'll just go back and forth on quotes and and, and then we'll get on to Cinco. So uh why should you do yours first? Because <laughs> I'm sure oh, you have some more. I said them all. Oh you said them all? Oh yeah. man, I've got uh Three more. Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, Spike. Hey, Angel's getting some. Good on you, mate. <laughs> uh, Fred. Hey, buddy, you want a piece of me? Yeah, that's right. Keep walking. You walk alone. You walk alone. Uh, thank you. That was my drunk Fred. Okay. 
And uh, then, of course, uh, one of my favorites is Knox uh, saying, and how do you know your spellcasters didn't screw up the payload? And Wesley says, because I went over the work and I got that knowing feeling you get when you know something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Life of the party in the bag. On to... The Cautionary Tale of Numero Cinco, written and directed by Jeffrey Bell. Jeffrey Bell finally gets to make something that he called a lifelong dream, a story about Mexican wrestlers. He originally tried to pitch really? it on the X-Files, and six years later, Joss gave him the red, uh, the red light, the green light. <laughs> he should have given him the red light. This yeah. is, I think, the worst thing I've ever had to endure. Not once, not twice. But three times because I was just <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was I was nodding off, um, and I don't normally nod off during Angel. Now, granted, I haven't slept in a day, but uh-huh. still, I was nodding off. I mean, it was yeah. Wow, uh, this is uh, this is one of those episodes that I really wasn't looking forward to, but I think I got more out of it, and it it really uh-huh. isn't all the. Uh, Stuff that has to do with numero cinco, number five. Yeah, yeah. the other stuff. But Angel, yeah, like getting his act back together, um, mm-hmm. and you know, just I more I appreciated it. I like the um, I don't know, maybe just because it's the Mexican wrestling that I was just like, I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. But the whole um, like fighting with your brothers and stuff, and like doing the old moves that they used to do back in the day to do it one more time. That was kind of like, oh, I like the nostalgia of that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Um, I just, the, I, the whole story, uh, like the flashbacks and this and that, I was checking out. I was I'm like, I don't care about this. I want to know more about Angel. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about Spike because they kept hinting this thing about, oh, my goodness, uh, an, a vampire with a soul. But they didn't say which one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my goodness, could it be Spike that does the prophecy? But I was yep. just like, oh my goodness. So I, I wanted more and more of that. Mm-hmm. But then they kept interrupting it with this stupid Mexican wrestling nonsense. Yeah. So I remember when I first watched this, I was really like, what the hell? <laughs> what? Yeah. Now we got to wait till next week. Come on. I want to watch Angel. I don't yeah. even remember this from any of my previous watches. <laughs> I have watched Angel a few times, and I do not remember this at all. That's how bad it is. Um, And if this had been, it makes more sense as an X-Files episode, and that would be one of those episodes that you would have told me I could skip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's run through it. And, uh, yeah, Um, so... uh, we get a warehouse, we get a security guard and the janitor. They both get murdered. There's a Wilhelm scream there, by the way. That's mm-hmm. I, I, whenever I hear those, <laughs> yes. I laugh. And then we go to the Wolfram and Hart and we follow number five, the, the mailboy, the mailman uh, around the office. And Lauren tries getting advice about what birthday card to give an aging starlet. But uh, number five got has nothing for him. So he, he asked Fred, hey, you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> or you're a woman, woman. <laughs> but she advises against a card it's more like a compliment thing um and uh i do love the quote yeah because no no 40 year old wants to be reminded that she's not 29 anymore yeah. <laughs> i love how fred Whatever. says and i'm a lot like a woman 
Lauren says, oh, you're all woman. You're every woman. You're Wonder Woman. And she says, damn straight. <laughs> Wait, well, this aging starlet was 40? Well, wow. he said t- claiming she's 29 for over a decade. Oh, okay. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, I said, oh, she's 40. <laughs> Good you, Lauren. <laughs> uh, so Angel signing contracts in blood. Uh, these signatures, guns like, you know, hey, these signatures are helping people. Um, but Angel's not feeling very heroic about it. He's feeling pretty disconnected. And Spike reminds him that being a ghost sucks even more than that. <laughs> so he's like, what? What is? What kind of ink is this? It's blood. What? Don't worry. It's your blood. How does that make it better? <laughs> I want to know, how did they get his blood? Like, is it a magic thing that it just, like Harry Potter, you know, where it, as oh, you write, God. his blood comes out? Or? No. S.O.T., bro. <laughs> Everything, everything that Gunn says and and describes going from like this gangster on the street to now a corporate lawyer, everything that he describes, I'm like S O D can't just let it go. <laughs> but, but it also because, created this mental image in my mind of like Gunn sneaking in while Angel's sleeping to like steal blood. Oh, it's just too much. It's too much. And then he like he always has like the numbers of everything. Mm-hmm. We're up by this percentile, well, this and that. From this from from this time last week. I'm just like I could I could give it two shits. And everything's just so convenient for the the whatever story they're talking about mm-hmm. at that moment. I'm like get out of here. Like get out of here gun with that. <laughs> it just it puts me off cuz I don't like what they did with but I understand they needed to. Oh God! Anyways, <laughs> there's there's problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot. It, it's it, they it, had so much potential. Yeah, and Ooh, then potential. They just failed it at every like. They were like, yeah. hmm, should we be authentic here or should we just go for a stereotype? Let's go for a stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of that, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. Wesley uh, presents a case of three people getting their hearts cut out, which gets number five's attention. He rushes off. Angel tries to hold him up. They deliver a letter and then gets thrown through a glass wall. Mm-hmm. That was awkward. I really hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the guy wasn't tackled immediately because Angel's the big boss there. Yeah. And they all hate him. Nobody likes him, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, immediately everybody's like, "Is number five hurt?" Spike wants to buy him a pint. Lauren says <laughs> it might be good for PR. Uh, I love how the, the the story is getting bigger and bigger. Each person yeah. that comes in the room and Spike <laughs> is egging it on. Uh, Angel says they need to focus on the case, which involves uh, the Day of the Dead. Um, so they rushed to the... And by the way, Gun. sorry, Gun came down really hard on number five. Oh, he did? I, what did he yeah, say? like everybody else is like, I want to buy him uh, donuts or whatever. And he's like, no, he's, we're going to escort him out of the building. He's fired. He's this, you know, and he just, <laughs> boom, no chances. No, uh, dude, are you okay? You've never acted this way before. Um, no, nothing. It was, uh, I didn't like that. And not just because uh-huh. in the opening scene, number five reminded me of Benny from L.A. Law. But, you know, no, I'm the only no, one. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm like, huh? I'm old. Anyway, move on. <laughs> I just was I was watching Knight Rider. <laughs> We're on at different times, man. Uh, I only had three channels. <laughs> 
so they go to the Angel Mobile, and uh, West. <laughs> I have a great quote here. I'm just gonna say it. Remind me how you ended up in the front seat. Spike says, "I called shotgun." Wesley says, "Oh, I thought we were doing a weapons check." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I'll give it that. That was funny. Um, so. Um, they, yeah, he's basically riding along cause he's bored. Um, they find another body, a fresh one, and then the gang meets, uh, the demon and, uh, we have Wesley with his shotgun gun with an axe. A Doctor Who style rubber suited demon. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Spike tries to help, but he can't pick up a board. Um. Yeah, I'm bored too. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be so negative. I do not like this episode. <laughs> so uh, Fred studies uh, a sample she gets from Gunn's axe and Spike grumbles about dealing with Angel. And she says that he should know about being a champion, saving the world and everything. And uh, he says he just stood there. It wasn't very heroic. So dot, dot, dot. And so um, Spike drops by to talk to Angel, uh, talk to uh, uh, Wesley about something about sand shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and Wesley tells him what it is and and he says the vampire is probably not a ghost and uh, Spike says hey Angel doesn't even believe in it but he still is eyeing that prophecy book oh yeah um, Wesley finds the story about Tezcatl Tezcatl okay who was last defeated by five <laughs> brothers Where's the fifth? He found the story about not Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> sounds similar, but it's not it. Where's the fifth brother? Oh, the one with the five on his head. Anyway, so we go to uh, number five's apartment, which uh, I believe it, an invitation to a vampire is just like him grabbing Angel and pulling him to the door. <laughs> yeah, that's an invitation. That is an emphatic invitation. <laughs> yeah. Get in here so I can beat you. Um. And he says he doesn't want to be any part of this fight. Only a fool would want to be a champion. Bonk, bonk. Uh, he slaps Angel for disrespecting his brothers. Los humanos numberos. The number brothers? Um, so. Sure. We go to flashback to the wrestling ring. These guys were a big deal back in the day. They never lost. They were more than luchadors. They fought bad guys. They helped the helpless. Ding, ding, ding. Um always wore masks. They were ready for reaction. They even took down the devil's robot. Uh, <laughs> his brothers were killed and then he was hired by Holland Manners who has a typo on his a business card. Also, why isn't the male person dead? Uh, we've yeah. already talked about this. So, it doesn't matter. So yeah, he prepares an altar for them every year on the Day of the Dead, which I was like, oh, oh, I saw Coco. I saw Coco. Yeah. I know this. So here's my question. Why is this after the Halloween episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't this be before the Halloween episode? Yeah, true. That's funny. So he's tired. says he's tired of waiting for his brothers to return. Anyway, this is when Robin went into research mode. Are you ready for research mode? Okay. Oh, gosh. Sure. <laughs> this might be more interesting to you. Than the episode. <laughs> well, hopefully. Okay, so Jeffrey Bell uh, uh, bases partially on a famous Mexican luchador, El Santo, who was huge in Mexico from the 30s all the way into the 80s. He never took his mask off in public. 
a matter of fact, when he when he had to ride a plane, uh, he took a different plane than the rest of his crew because he would need to take his mask off to go through customs. <laughs> and in 1958, he started starring in movies where he'd play himself, a professional wrestler, moonlighting as a superhero, where he'd wrestle monsters, uh, zombies, uh, bank robbers, whatever, <laughs> and uh, appeared in 52 movies. Just... El Santo versus this, El Santo versus that, uh, and uh, they were, it was they were huge in, in Mexico, and so he also started in an era when just seeing moving pictures was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a clip of one uh, on YouTube, and it was really funny because I thought it was just basically watching like him wrestling. He was like in the ring wrestling another luchador had a mask on. And then suddenly he had him down on the ground and he pulled his mask off and he had the, the, his, his opponent was a werewolf, had a werewolf face. It was like, ah, it's like a reverse Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> so I am now going to share with you my top 10 favorite El Santo movie titles. Here we go. <laughs> Santo versus the Strangler. Santo versus the ghost of the Strangler. <laughs> because <laughs> obviously, yep, yep. yeah. Santo versus the TV killer. Santo versus the ghost of the TV <laughs> <Yeah>. killer. <laughs> Santo in anonymous death threat. Which sounds just great. <laughs> Santo versus the evil brain. Santo versus black magic. Santo versus Frankenstein's daughter. <laughs> Santo versus blue demon in Atlantis. <laughs> Uh, Santo versus the She-Wolves And my number one is Santo versus the Martian Invasion <laughs> This is What, no Santos versus the Robot Devil? Oh god, it should be Only two of these movies are Were ever dubbed in English I'm just saying This would have been great podcast material But unfortunately I only speak English Anyway, there's even an El Santo cameo in Coco where he is in the land of the dead and a fan is trying to take a picture with him. And uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh spoilers. Um, That's okay. <laughs> late uh, January 1984, he appeared on a Mexican talk show where he pulled his mask up to show his face for the first time in public just for like a, like a second. And then a few weeks later, he died of a heart attack <laughs> while still performing. And they made like this huge what? statue of him in his hometown. Yep. 66 years old. Still performing. R.I.P. El Santo. Anyway, hopefully that was fun for somebody listening. <laughs> All right. So, Angel asks, why did number five give up? And he says the memory of his brothers is preserved through, and they, we cut to just like a bunch of little people wrestling. He says it's like a parody of, you know, the heroics of his brothers. And Angel starts going into a, a speech about how they still do the, you got to still do the work. You know, no matter who, if anybody cares, there's no reward, you know. And then number five just kind of like walks away. Um, so uh, Wes and Gunn realize the demon is after Hero Hearts. Uh-oh. Cut to the demon going after Angel and then pinning him to the roof of his car. And then he decides against uh, extracting his heart. Which makes Angel feel rejected, and uh, Gunn says it's because his heart's pretty much like dried up jerky. Yeah, see, when I saw this, I was like, oh, Angel's saved by being a vampire again. Uh-huh. 
Because, like, that's happened before where somebody, oh, they killed Angel. Oh, but he's a vampire. Yeah. See, I think I, <laughs> it, I, I feel like they were. I was expecting the episode to be like, oh, no, he's got to believe in being a hero again or whatever for his heart to be attractive. But it just doesn't go that way at all. Yeah, there's no evidence of that. that that's just Wesley. <laughs> um, so um, Wesley does mention uh, what Spike said about the whole um, – uh, the 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 sand shoe, the sand shoes, and uh, Angel says prophecies are nonsense. Just like you know, the father will kill the son, and Wesley says, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Which I thought was yeah. a great moment. I love that. That that actually was my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kim, do you remember? I was I per I I perked up for that. I was just like, okay, this is something I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, do you remember who wrote that fake prophecy? No. <laughs> Should I? It was last season. It was only like I, six, seven months ago when we talked no. about it, right? No. Who wrote it? You want to? You want to? I, I supposed to? Remember? I don't. I don't know. Sajan. Remember Sajan? Uh, who? See, it's been like a thousand years. It's been one trillion years. Anyway, Spike figures the way to kill the creature would be the heart. Of course, it makes sense. <laughs> Like, let's wrap this episode mm-hmm. up, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Gunn says it has a curse that brings it back every 50 years, and it's held by a talisman, of course. And Angel remembers the talisman from Five's altar. So we go to the graveyard. Well, because the camera stayed on it for like five minutes, right? right, right. That's why Angel remembered. <laughs> so we go to the graveyard. Five is calling on the demon, and Angel asks for the talisman, but Five says he swallowed it. And then he starts tossing the, tossing Angel and then faces the demon and um, he's trying to basically kill himself to join the, his brothers. And then both Angel and Five fight the demon. Five gets stabbed. He wipes his blood on the grave. And then suddenly his brothers appear. And they uh, invite a very baffled looking Angel <laughs> to join in, which I thought was funny. Because um, Angel just kind of stepping back like, what the hell? Uh-huh. And the brothers pin the demon. And Angel stakes it through the heart. And Five reveals the talisman was in his thermos. I fell asleep during this part. <laughs> well, that's what so happened. So did I. I had to go back and watch it again. That's what happened. It was and a just... fight scene, and I'm like, uh, I think I nodded off. Whatever. I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. When I when I watched it again, I was like, oh, this is like this isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Five dies. And Angel is reinvigorated. He takes another look at the Shanshu prophecy as we go to credits. So, yeah. I love that bit. Mm-hmm. That he looked at the Shanshu prophecy again? Yes. All right. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, okay. And then fucking credits. I was like, really, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. More of that coming. More of that coming. So, um, when Angel's signing something, uh, Gunn says he refers to uh, Angel's signature as a Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a John Hancock. I'm like, wait, that, that's a musician? What are you doing? Apparently, that's a reference to Tommy Boy. I don't get it. All right. <laughs> but I, I wrote it down. A, hmm? I think it's I think it's supposed to be an, uh, like a play on words. Like, it's supposed to be wrong. Which just makes yeah. it funny. It just seems weird and, and out of place. I thought he had a brain upgrade. 
<laughs> very true. Very true. I don't. I don't understand. Like I was. I was like, okay. By the way, if you don't know who Herbie Hancock is, go check him out. He's awesome. Uh, I highly recommend when he was on Sesame Street. <laughs> I recommend Rocket. That's pretty much all I know him for. <laughs> no Rocket. Um. All right. So let's get to rating this beast. I did not like it at all. I want, I liked half of it. So that's why I gave it, Robin, you like this. I gave this a five <laughs> by five. Oh, oh. Wait, a five by five. <laughs> oh is this room suddenly getting hotter? <laughs> See, I knew I had a good rating system for one of these episodes. <laughs> the one that I liked the least. But I, again, this episode, I checked out three, four times, because even the one before it, I was just like, oh, great, this is not even, uh, I don't care about these Monster of the Week episodes. Mm-hmm. I really do not. I want more of the linear story, but that's my personal preference. And, uh, yeah, yeah it had its moments, but I was more annoyed than anything. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, yeah, I gave, I gave this, um, well, I the the good parts were just little breadcrumbs, and really, you don't miss anything if you skip this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think you're better off if you skip this episode. <laughs> uh, so I gave it a 3.5 out of 10 Ooh. stereotypes. <laughs> yes. When I'm wow. hot, I'm hot. When I'm cold, I'm cold. <laughs> what was the what was the point five? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the point five is because of the whole the father. Will kill the son and Wesley having no clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and great. There, there's something really neat about the fact that everybody else's memories are different. So, like, what do they remember? Mm-hmm. That I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Shanshu is different now because that never happened. We mean. The shin- oh, because of the like whole- how they read the Shanshu and every every part of the the whole Shanshu arc is different mm-hmm. because they don't remember Connor. So it's like, well, what was the driving force? And like, you know, because because then what do they think of Darla? Like, what happened with Darla? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping they get. I can't remember how deep they get into things, but I'm hoping they do. Um, I was really off and on when this season originally aired. Um, I was I was actually homeless uh, during this time, um, but I still I had a roof over my head. I was house sitting, so I was just going mm-hmm. from house sitting job to house sitting job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I and, and um, I had uh, and my now husband was overseas, and so there was a lot of like episodes that I was missing um, for part of this year of both Buffy. Uh, the last season of Buffy and then the lead up into Angel. And so getting back into like this season and watching this season was, uh, I was really flaky. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I, my memory of how the mythology of all the little details, uh, not so strong, but there are some episodes that really stand out in my mind. Yeah. And I really, and I came back for the end. I really think that, um, you you've you've finally gotten over the hump, Kim. <laughs> like I think this this first <laughs> Let's hope so. This first uh these first six I think are uh I've made it this far. I think they're they're very much like the network saying, Please just 
do something that are standalone that it can pull the audience in. And um, I, yeah, I mean, next the next one is could be more standalone. I think, but um, the next one has lots of like character development. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like wacky. <laughs> um, anyway, so I should rate it. Uh, this episode screaming for a five, so I'm going to give it a five uh, <laughs> because I, uh, I mean, I had fun. Uh, I had fun um, with some of it. It just I wasn't particularly interested in number five and <laughs> number numero cinco and all his all the stuff going on there. I I I see they're trying to make something fun and memorable and. I don't know. It it was okay. I I did like uh, the 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 prophecy stuff though. It, anytime Angel looked awkward with all the stuff going on around him was fun too. But I don't know. Um. So we don't have Steph scores for either. Um. So this episode got a four point five without Steph's score. But oh, I wanted to say five out of ten El Santo movies. Because <laughs> I want to see at least five of them. Um, all right, so we should do quotes and then some feedback, and then I don't know. Let's just just keep talking all night. Okay, because uh, <laughs> you're not recording anything else tonight, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. I don't know. I feel bad. Steph couldn't join us, but at least she's got an episode of Redemption Cast to listen to now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, Kim, your first quote. <clears throat> I have none. <laughs> I just want to get over. I want to get over it. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, just, uh, yeah. I, I. Oh, really? The father will kill the son was one, <laughs> and um, the. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other is like. You ever hear of a robot devil? <laughs> oh yeah. Why? Nobody ever tells me anything. <laughs> El Diablo <laughs> Robotica. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. All right, mine are, um, uh, Lauren, don't sweat it, sweetie pie. I've got my flat catcher spitting this into PR gold. And once the word spreads that you beat up an innocent old man, well, the truly terrible will think twice before going toe-to-toe with our avenging angel. Spike says, yes, the geriatric community will be soiling their nappies when they hear you're on the case. Bravo! (laughs) Uh, another Spike one. Can't smoke, drink, diddle my willy. Doesn't leave much... To do other than watching you blokes stumble around playing Agatha Christie. Yeah, Spike has the best lines. Yeah, and I, we've already talked about all the other ones. All right, let's hear what other people had to say. Got two bits of feedback here. All right, and I'm going to read this one from Bruce. I need to maximize this screen. There we go. Um, <laughs> he starts it off with TLDR. Too long, didn't read <laughs> Um, He says, I like both episodes and wrote lengthy emails about each one. Then I jumped ahead just a little bit and season five got started. It's like a different show. When Dollhouse premiered on Fox, they insisted that the show explain itself in each of the first six standalone episodes. I don't know if that was part of the arrangement this show had with the WB to be less serialized, but season five of Angel has that same feel to it. Some observations across both episodes. A little research would show that Lauren show Lauren that no sleep would be a bad thing, but he was working too hard to make his division of the evil law firm successful to stop and do research. Fred is having a good time working at the evil law firm. 
Wesley is more concerned that Fred enjoys working with Knox than she that she enjoys working at the evil law firm. Lauren has claimed that he doesn't judge uh, and just wants everyone to get along, but when his subconscious makes an appearance, he isn't so forgiving. Victim one is the demon in the Pylean skin suit. Victim two is a demon in the human skin face mask. Then he goes after the last royal demon until Angel gets in the way. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunn loves working at the evil law firm. He now has special powers where before he could only kill demons. Those things he arranged, foster program, no demon waste, etc. Sounded like good things that needed to be done. They also sounded like something that other people can do. Much like appeasing a middle-aged actress or delivering the office mail or running a law firm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once upon a time, Doyle mentioned... Remember Doyle? Um, mentioned all of the daytime people you could help between 9 and 5 with a certain ring of Amara. Kim, what is the ring of Amara? Don't know. <laughs> what? It's a ring that he could, that Angel could wear to walk around in the daytime. Okay, I remember. Then he destroys Spike Wart yeah. and Buffy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Angel wanted to stay where he was needed, in the dark, protecting people that society ignored. That's where he still wants to be, but knows he can't because the father will kill the son. Angel made a deal. Connor got a new life, and Wolfram and Hart got what's left of Angel's own life. Does the term hero even apply anymore? Number five doesn't think so. The brothers protected people because people needed protecting it, but when his dead brothers didn't get the respect he thought they deserved, five simply quit. By his own choice, he took himself out of situations where a hero might be needed. But even after so many years, he could still be heroic. I like both of the episodes, but I don't feel any real need to watch them. Even during a season five rewatch, they all work at a legal, legal uh, evil law firm, yada, yada, yada. Bruce. <laughs> um, Bruce pointed something out that I thought was really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, like they, they're all split up doing these mundane tasks. And uh, with a little bit of research, Lauren should have known that removing his sleep was a bad idea uh-huh. which goes to show just how split up they are that they used to you know consult with each other mm-hmm. yeah and they don't consult they don't even talk anymore they're all in their and own box exactly yeah they, 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 this is like you know when buffy loses her friends i don't like this corporate world no nobody does and here's our last feedback from Ray. He says, Life of the Party seems to me on paper like it should be a great episode. It focuses on one of the best and underutilized characters in the Weedverse in Lorne, and it's a wacky spell gone wrong type of episode in the vein of Something Blue, Tabula Rasa, and Spin the Bottle. All episodes I love. But this one does, doesn't come together well. It feels like the network really wanted the show to do more standalone episodes early in season five, not the Buffy's over, and the show is being rebooted to an extent, and this Lauren storyline just falls flat for me. I do think some of the comedy Ooh. aspects are good. Spike cracked me up with his optimism, and Wesley Fred had some funny lines when they're drunk, but overall these situations aren't nearly as funny as the three episodes I listed before, and it just feels like a retread of something we've seen on Buffy Angel before, just not is well done. I didn't get the time to rewatch the cautionary tale of Numero Cinco, and I'm kind of grateful for that. I think <laughs> this is a universally thought as one of the worst episodes in all of the Buffy Buffyverse, if not all the way at the bottom. Out of, out of curiosity, I searched for a fan ranking of all 110 episodes of Angel Online, and Ranker dot com had this episode as 107 of 110, and I'm surprised it isn't lower. Don't lose hope, though, Kim, <laughs> uh, because the top four episodes of all time, according to this list, are from season five, and we haven't okay. seen any of them yet. So while this is okay. the lowest valley of the season, 
there is some great stuff to come before the season slash series finishes up. Ray. Okay. I want to see what's below this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ranker.com apparently has the list. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it. <laughs> and Ray, I'll forgive you for the opinion spoilers. Uh, <laughs> we already said you don't care. No, no. I care. Oh, I, I don't. See. Kim doesn't. Yeah. I don't because I, I, uh, when I start watching it, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what your opinions are. There you go. <laughs> she doesn't care because our opinions don't matter. <laughs> Which I've is the way it should be. <laughs> I, I, because I think I start the episodes so close to when we record because I don't want to look ahead. I don't want to mm-hmm. be tempted to read things. I don't want to be. That's where the opinion changes. Because if I have time to mm-hmm. do a lot of research between the end of the episode and when we talk, I will be like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to say about this. About that. But I'd rather just be off the cuff. And um, so if you guys are like, oh, this the episode's so good. I don't remember by the time I get, to record, <laughs> I get to watch it. So I don't worry about it. It's fine. So uh, do you want to know what the, uh, the the episodes that are worse than this? They're ones we've watched, right? <laughs> yeah, oh. they're all ones you've watched. Excellent. Okay, that's Which, good. again, bodes well for the rest of the season. Which means it can only go up from here. Oh, so um, the worst is she. Oh, yeah. Bai Ling, Kim. Bai Ling always brings everything down. <laughs> uh, happy anniversary. Oh, That's yes. That's when Angel and Lauren search for the psychiatrist. Yes, the guy that and freezes, the freezing time. freezes his yep. uh, girlfriend in mid-orgasm or something. That and we I all fall had to problems pieces. With that. Oh, I fall to pieces is pretty terrible, too. So, by the way, these three all have icky things going on to women. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, okay, I'll 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 agree with this list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we may have a Stephanie joining us. <gasps> Stop it! You tease because it's time for Kim to go to bed. <laughs> uh, I've been on the phone with tech support. Oh, you have. It's, I would rather stick hot. <laughs> you know, what do you call them? Hot pokers, pokers. in my eyeballs. <laughs> Oh, it just, I hate, I hate, I hate doing that. So, Steph, yeah. I'm still recording. Mm-hmm. We've said, Where are we? We've said, oh, done. We're, we're done. <laughs> we said goodbye to Kim, but oh, we have a chance uh-huh. for you to tell us um, what you thought of both episodes and give us a rating. Okay, well, I remember back in the day when I watched these episodes, I kind of enjoyed Life of the Party, and I hated, (laughs) hated the cautionary tale of Numero Cinco, but I really enjoyed these episodes, (laughs) because, uh, okay, Life of the Party. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) No! Come on, Steph! Where are you? Oh no! Well, everybody, uh, thanks for co- thanks for listening to Redemption Cast. Okay, I enjoyed these. Uh, Life of the Party. We just watched ten seasons of Smallville, and about three or four times we saw somebody able to, 
you know, control somebody's actions. By, yeah. You know, I feel like we saw this like three times. <laughs> but it was fun to, to get a Lauren-centric episode. Uh, that was wonderful. And I, I did not hate the cautionary tale of Numero Cinco this time. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Tell you my rating? Your yeah, rating, using your ratings. Yeah. My opinions. Life of the Party. Uh, eight. What? Oh. Eight out of ten wallflowers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, here's my here's my uh, quotes. You know, get a human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we didn't have. That's awesome. <laughs> look, great. Look, I do human being. Um, I proud my honor roll student. <laughs> my other car, a Lamborghini. <laughs> And then uh, the cautionary tale of Numero Cinco, Angel is... See, that's what's been going on with Angel. He's so... Um, his ennui. He doesn't... He has no joy mm. because everybody else, they're like in... that. that they're, that's right in their wheelhouse, everything that they're doing, and he doesn't know what... He can't sit behind a desk. He wants to be out, like, action, doing stuff. Right. And so... Uh, that whole scene where they're watching the wrestlers and he's giving this long soliloquy and then Marcinko <laughs> just walks off. That, that was, was a so, good scene. That was so funny. Because, again, they're they're taking the piss out of Angel. They're showing how ridiculous he is. Uh, so, 8 out of 10 sexy mamas for <laughs> uh, the cautionary tale of Marcinko. Wow. Did did Kim and Nutty? Did y'all talk about like uh, what's her name, Angel, and what's her name getting it on behind the cow? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, when she walks off, when he's when he's like, well, don't we need to like you know talk about this? And she was like, what do you think? This is my first time, you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Then she makes the, or she like drops her face. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that says she's a demon. And this cuteness is just a facade, mm. you know, because I don't remember what happens. Right. I don't, I, I don't remember. But to me, I got the feeling that it's a demon. She's not. She's just <laughs> playing this part. Oh, okay. She's not what she seems to be. She's not this cute little girl. So we talked about else. it, but we mm-hmm. came to like different conclusions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you have something to listen to. Yeah, I was oh, saying cool. on the podcast that you, you finally get an episode of the Redemption Cast to listen to now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the total scores now for the episodes uh, are uh, Life of the Party, 7.25, and Numero Cinco, 5.3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we weren't as much fans Numero Cinco. We're not. Yeah, but I also tanked that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoy the podcast where basically I just provide a synopsis and nobody really reacts. <laughs> Nobody's really into it. I I wasn't I wasn't as much into it. I I did have some good trivia though, so enjoy that. All right, so now we're really saying goodbye and thanks for joining us, Steph. Uh, <laughs> I've been working really hard at it. <laughs> And uh, bye, everybody. Bye.
Please. 